Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, all right, March 21st, <laughs> Monday. Whoa, I've got like a big sneeze just waiting right there. Johnny, you, I thought I was going to miss the opening. You turned your head and I said, are, are you going to make it back in time? <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. Hey, it's Commander Jack Riggins with Drive Time Lincoln. Uh, Johnny Cadillac is on the uh, producing board as always. Most as always. Uh, yeah, whew. I don't know what it was. Just one of those inadvertent sneezes. Um, I, I was thinking of the rain and uh, kind of pulling up the weather forecast real quick and see if it is still raining. I assume it is since it was sprinkling a little bit. Anyway, uh like to see the rain. It was a very dry winter is my understanding. And uh, rain is good to see here in Nebraska, not just for everyone's yards, but agriculture and so. I kind of like to see it, just not too much of it. Oh, I'll tell you what, folks. Um, if you haven't been paying attention, uh, you should know about the mother of all garage sales. The two biggest days of the year are almost here. At the Lancaster County Event Center on April 1st and 2nd, hundreds of booths, thousands of great deals. Foods, crafts, antiques, one-of-a-kinds. Yep. That's some other vulgar garage sales, and it's only $3 to get in. Um, if you're spring cleaning and don't know what to do with all your extra stuff, there's still time to get a booth. Make some cash and clear out those things that you don't need. Uh, there's an application at KLIN.com, so let us know. Folks, mother of all garage sales. I feel like anytime something is labeled mother of all, I mean, it takes, like, front stage. So I dig that name. It's my first mother of all garage sales. You know, something that, uh, well, I should say real quick before I get into my uh, deck of items for today is uh, call lines are always open. Um, We're going to have a busy week. Uh, Elena Newman, who has run for city council, will be back on again. Immigrant kind of immigrant perspective here in Lincoln. Obviously, she's not the only immigrant, but I know she kind of has the ear to the the troops, as we like to say, she'll be on Tuesday. Tracy Refor running for uh, county treasurer will be on on Wednesday. I believe uh, Deb Shore will be on either the end of this week or next week uh, running for county commissioner. Um, so, you know, that makes sense. Had Matt Schulte on twice. Happy to have Deb Shore on uh, again. Um, the more information we get, the better. Uh, but call lines are open on the Rick Sign Recognition Hotline, 402-479-1400. The reason I say that is whatever Wednesday I know is already booked with Tracy Refor. So we'll just slowly do call lines. But uh, one of the stories that uh, locally here that struck me that I was reading was the Persian Memorial, or mural, excuse me, memorial. Um, and I I suspect like a lot of you, especially if you grew up in Lincoln, that was a big deal. That is a big deal. Um, not just the work that went into it um, in the <laughs> mid-1950s, but, uh, you know, historically speaking, it, it was the biggest of its kind back then. And for those of us that didn't grow up in Lincoln, you know, again, I grew up in Fremont. It was just one of those things that stood out when you came to Lincoln in the downtown area. And obviously, if you were 
state basketball and I suspect state wrestling. Um, you just couldn't miss Pershing Auditorium by that mural. And I guess I was kind of saddened. I probably haven't been paying as much attention. I mean, I definitely remember when we said we're going to get rid of the the facility itself, but I guess I assumed that uh, we would keep the mural somewhere, somehow. Um, so uh, there is a group uh, working diligently, the Nebraska State Historical Society, the foundation there is working to raise money um, to get this thing preserved. And I, I got to be honest, uh, we need to get that done. Uh, I guess they need $3 million by May 1st. I don't know where they're at in there. Um, tell you what, uh, the point of contact, Liz Shea McCoy, if you're out there, uh, email me at commanderjack at com or get a hold of me. A lot of people know me. And we'll get you on the show because I guess I'm shocked a little bit that we as a city di- didn't think about that in the preservation of a you know, not only historical mural, but, you know, its significance um, to the people of Lincoln and really the people of the state. Because I can tell you, I, I don't know anybody that didn't come into Lincoln, um, especially for sporting events, and not see that mural and just kind of be awed by it. So, you know, if anything, you know, look, think of the work that went into that and its significance and, you know, you look at it, there's a lot to be explained. So you can go to um, org and donate there. But, uh, yeah, let's do our level best to get that thing saved. I mean, it's darn near 40 foot by 140 feet. And, uh, I mean, I think that's an oversight on our part as Lincolnites because you hear me talk about the fact we're very healthy with our money. I think we could afford to uh, preserve and keep a very historical mural that was basically the biggest and one of a kind when it was built in the 50s. Nothing nothing wrong with conservation. I just can't really picture Lincoln without that. I mean, anytime I'm driving downtown and I know Pershing's been closed for years, I, I look over there, I'm like, oh, good, that mural's still there. And now that, yeah. now that it could be gone, like I, don't, I just can't picture a city without it. It's, as you said, historical. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Thank God uh, Kathy is texting in, and I appreciate that text, uh, that there was a huge show on this this morning with Jack and Friends, as there should be. I mean, that's why I'm covering it. I mean, I'm glad that they uh, are propagating the information, too. I mean, it just struck me. I didn't hear their uh, segment on it, uh, but it makes sense to me. And... uh you know, as you start to hear radio stations picking it up and, you know, the sentiment behind it, I see no reason why it shouldn't go away. So, good. Good that it's uh, getting lots of coverage. No doubt about it. Uh, the Fortenberry trials in week two. Uh, <laughs> if you recall, uh, we had Matt Innes. I'll call it conservative. Uh, call him a conservative watchdog. I know he ran for office. He was throwing a lot of lightning bolts around Friday on a lot of different things. Johnny, were you a little bit worried we were going to get in trouble Friday? I mean, there's a couple times I wanted to make sure I was standing by the dump button in case something happens. But <laughs> no, I think Matt, Matt's a professional with regard to I think uh, not causing us to hit the dump or drop button. But uh, in fact, he did explain uh, some things in the Fortenberry trial, and and obviously he was. Uh, 
very pro Herbster and was kind of against some of the political, as I like to say, shenanigans going on within the state in the governor's race. Uh, but what I did find interesting as this trial goes into week two is, you know, people forget that uh, what he's charged with is lying to investigators. Um, but if you follow the trial at all, what's interesting is we, they keep talking about the money and, and, and Matt brought up that the press, uh, at least locally here, he felt was very jaded and um, almost targeting. And what I will say is when you do pick up national as well as uh, local articles for the most part, you do just see the money, the money, the money. And, uh, you know, some national stuff have talked about, you know, testimony that resembles Hollywood going on. Um, even in the uh, Nebraska Examiner, they talk about that. Um, you know, to me, it should be a pretty easy case one way or the other. Um, you know, if you lie to investigators, well, that would mean if, uh, you know, the court system and the prosecutor brought the case against you, then he would feel that uh, he or she would feel that they had very credible evidence, probably, as we know, in the case of a a, t- a tape recording or other interviews with law enforcement. It, it, and there you go. I mean, otherwise, why would you bring the case, right? I mean, how do you bring a case on somebody who's lying? <laughs> it, seriously, within the legal system, if in fact you don't have evidence concrete that they're lying. Doesn't that make sense, Johnny? Yeah, it makes sense. But uh, I was just going to say, you know, I, I was mixing up cases, but he was. Very passionate about what he was talking about. I'll give him that. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's got his opinions, and yeah. he's not afraid to express them. No, and I, and, I think sometimes, um, you know, people. It doesn't bother me. I mean, he's fired up, and I think a lot of people, the listeners, think I get fired up. I think Matt Innes gets more fired up than I do. But he has a lot of, and has been on the front line of a lot of different uh, initiatives here in the state. And I thought it was an interesting take. At the same time, I, I really enjoyed having the governor on Thursday, and I thought. He answered the questions, and we got some unique uh, perspective. I mean, how about the governor giving a diehard reference, Johnny? Oh, that was great. Wasn't that great? Oh, that yeah, came absolutely. out of nowhere, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, all of a sudden, I felt myself going, oh, my God, i got to get off this because I love diehard, too. And I was like, I could just keep going down the diehard with the governor. The, despite the fact that it's March, still had to mention that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, best Christmas movie yep. <laughs> ever, right? Um, so anyway, I mean, that's uh, word on the street, right, is that uh, – Jeff Fortenberry case, I mean, we may see the conclusion by the end of this week. I bet you it's not a full two weeks. And so that'll be really interesting to how that plays out, um, whatever that verdict is. Um, But, yeah, let's give law a chance. While we're talking about it, I I think it's important to realize um, that uh, the Supreme Court nominee from President Biden um, just started. And I'm just going to say this. I just want it to be civil. I am so sick and tired. This has nothing to do with Republican or Democrat. Everybody's been guilty of it over the last 20 years. Um, Let's just get it civil. You know, not last-minute shenanigans. Of uh, It's just, yeah, there you go. That's all I'm going to say. Let's do the procedures, do the hearings, and let's not turn it into kangaroo court like i would just like to see america turn that corner a little bit with supreme court nominations like let's just keep it professional let's ask the questions let's answer the questions like 
please, no more kangaroo court. <laughs> we already, we already as people, or at least me, have my doubts about government as it is. So, um, yeah, let's, let's hope. You know, I, I don't even care. I know she's a President Biden uh, nominee, probably, you know, obviously Democrat and left to a degree. But my God, we, we've got to find a way to get back to civility. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. Richard's calling. You've got to be kidding me. Richard, you're online one Monday. How's it going? Real good, Commander. And uh, I'm going to leave you into uh, uncharted territory because I know you never ride the StarCran buses. <laughs> okay. I I would be happy some afternoon to go and ride them with you, and I think it would be a great voyage of discovery for you. Wow, that um, that's a nice, interesting date. I think we could arrange that sometime. Good. Well, the most immediate problem that we have with our bus system is that the, we have what's called a hub-and-spoke system. The hub is downtown at the Golds building, and the buses come in on the east side of the Golds and on the south side. And the way our system is set up, practically everybody traveling in Lincoln has to go to that hub and transfer. Right, right. But there are no restrooms available nearby. There are no... Uh, no, there's no climate control shelters. There, there are some bus shelters there, but they're wide open. And when it's cold and when it's rainy, why the weather blows in? Richard, uh, real quick, real quick, would you agree with me that we have gotten uh, more infrastructure dollars in, the, in in through this last whole COVID thing than in the history of Lincoln, Nebraska? Oh, absolutely. So, uh, can those dollars be used for this? They certainly could if the mayor and the city council would prioritize that. And it's it's something that should have been cleaned up 20 years ago. It's been inadequate. And uh, there are plans to build a new terminal transfer center in the downtown area. It would be climate control rating. There would be sheltered uh, walkways to go to your buses. Uh, and one of the big problems with the Golds location is that uh, – there's there's no good security. You got people fighting down oh, there. Oh, not you, good. Not good. You got people fighting. You got panhandling going on. Uh, you got uh, uh, people who are intoxicated. You got mental health people, uh, and uh, there is no effective police presence to control that. And that's bound to depress your bus ridership. Who wants to be down there at goals and be subjected to all this stuff? Well, so, I, Richard, we can we can definitely figure out a, a, a day in the future. Let's get the weather a little better that you and I can test the hub and spoke system. But you're making me you're making me feel like I'm going to have to freaking carry my firearm. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hey, hey I, I don't think so. But you know, I no. wouldn't mind it if you did. No, <laughs> right, right. No, it, it. Listen, it's a good system. Um, we've done good, but we, we have to invest in this. I agree with you. I know you call in a lot and talk about it, and I'm sure that I'm the most generous radio host that allows you to do it. But you know what? I, I think that Squeaky Wheel gets the grease. And in fact, um, when we're talking about you know green in the country, the world, right here in Lincoln, I think when you over 
you have an oversight that you don't care take care of something that really helps that right away that's not only can you afford within our own budget but with unprecedented levels of in- infrastructure money um you know it, it's kind of like you know it's kind of like turning down the, the the easy button well it is and of course this has implications about the image of the community sure because if you got people that are new to Lincoln and they have to negotiate that that mess down their goals, you're not going to be very impressed with Lincoln. And yeah, it's going to be a turnoff. Hey, Richard, I got to get to a break, but uh, appreciate the call and 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 good background on everything. Thank you. Fourteen hundred ninety nine three KLIN Drive Time Lincoln. You're getting the four one one from DTL. With Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, we're getting close to the bottom of the hour here. A little quick segment. Uh, talked about the Pershing mural. Fortenberry trial on week two. Supreme Court nominee, please. Let's just be civil. I'm sick of seeing those things turn into kangaroo court. And Richard, like I said, I definitely give Richard the time. Maybe too much. Maybe. Ma- Management or NRG media is going to come at me, but no doubt about it, Richard, passionate about uh, getting that transfer station downtown done. Um, Yeah, it's just the most bizarre thing. I'll tell you what, when we do come back, uh, I'm going to talk about uh, Republican uh, County, uh, Republican Party County conventions tonight. uh, Seriously, 614 delegates. I mean, it is a record. And who knows how that's going to go down. It's going to be my first time ever attending a party convention, if you will. Um, This whole journey from military to radio to trying to understand local politics. Nash, I think I understand international better, at least the game, the game of international politics better than I do internal politics. But, you know, hey, it's a learning experience. Um Interesting enough, I, I saw this article in Dropboxes um, and what we're doing here in the city. I'm curious to your thoughts on that. Um, may touch on the crime numbers uh, just real quick, as well as I know it was covered this morning, but uh, you know this uh, GOP primary is heating up, and uh, all the commercials are getting they're getting out there. So <laughs> it's pretty interesting, right? Oh my God, who would have thought politics would come to this in America? I don't know. I'm like you guys. I'm watching it. I'm trying to be educated. I'm trying to pass on education to us all so we can be informed voters. That's what we're trying to do. 1,499.3 Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 
Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Our back uh, second segment here on a Monday. Um, you know, I figured it out, Lincoln. Um, for those of you that are huge listeners to the show, but every time you tune in, you've got a Richard soundbite going on. Let's be honest. He's dedicated. He's dedicated to his cause. But I figured it out. All we have to do is fund the StarTran terminal. And Richard's Richard's calls will go down. <laughs> Richard's calls will go down, and you'll you'll get, meaning listeners, you'll get more time, more time to cover the news. Listen, I don't mind doing it. I call it the People's Platform, and uh, I don't mind if you call in. I mean, we, we love doing that. I'll tell you what, this is one of the good examples, is uh, talking about the Pershing Mural and Nebraska State Historical Society's Foundation's plight to raise the $3 million. I mentioned uh, Liz Shea McCoy to call us to come on the show, and guess what? She called. Liz, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, yeah, a friend of mine called. I was driving, and they said, Liz, KLIN wants you. And I said, well, if KLIN <laughs> wants to talk to me about the mural, I'm all over this. So I really appreciate this opportunity. Yeah, you bet. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I tried to break it down as best I could, uh, the situation and obviously the historical facts. Uh, and uh, tell us more and, you know, where you, where are you at in raising the $3 million And just take the time and explain it to Lincolnites. Well, and I did miss what you said at the beginning, so I, I might be a bit repetitive. That's but, totally okay. Uh, I, if you want to get anything done in this world, you have to say it a thousand times before people hear it. Well, and I think that's true. Um, I think the uh, people have known about the Persian situation for, you know, since I think 2014 is when I found an article about Persian written by uh, Nancy Hicks, uh, Hicks for the Lincoln Journal Star. And the title was, Is the Persian Mural Worth Saving? And um, I, I think, like a lot of people, they just couldn't imagine, first of all, Pershing uh, coming down. Right. Uh, but the mural, the mural going with it. And uh, I, I got to be honest, Liz, I was shocked. Mm. What, about the building? Well, or the well a little bit both? of both, but the building first, because I think it, mm. it means a lot. But the mural on a bigger level because I think so many not only Lincolnites but especially young people like myself when I was young and people coming to Lincoln recognize that kind of as a landmark for Lincoln just like the capital. Yeah, absolutely. And the problem with Pershing is uh it's it's full of asbestos. It's got a real asbestos issue going on. And um so well that's fair that's fair to bring yeah. the building down with asbestos. Well, I and I don't understand all the ins and outs of asbestos removal if that could be done and the building could be saved. But what I do know is um that that building is coming down and the mural is destined to go with it. So last spring, um the reality of of what was really going to happen with um, the entire building uh, did become a reality to me. So I went forward to try and work with the city on this. Well, they, they um, you know, really, for them, the ship had sailed. 
they were ready to move forward and take down the building. And the mural was just part of the building. They determined it would be too expensive to take down the mural and, and whatever. Well, my feeling is that mural is part, an iconic part of our uh, history. Yes. And it needs to be preserved. We cannot keep taking down things in our community that are historic and and put up a, another apartment building or a car wash, whatever. We have to take care of the history of our community. So um, a very small group of volunteers, it's me and, and three other gentlemen, uh, step forward together and and through our energy and enthusiasm, we have taken this forward, including a feasibility study, which proved there is no asbestos in the mural, none. Sure. So, and then the second thing uh, that the feasibility study uh, uh, proved was that um, the mural could definitely be safely removed from the front of the building. So, um, after going through all the processes that we needed to do and the steps, working with the city and and getting the funds together for the feasibility study, and those were all donated for us. Um, that was thirteen thousand dollars just for the feasibility study. So then we hired. Once we figured out it could be done, we hired Mike McCullough, MTZ contractors, and he, Mike, and his crew is are able to take down the mural. After that, they will um, wash each one of the over 700,000 tiles. They're going to, they have to clean it up. They will restore the, the mural, the pieces that are missing after, I mean, it's been up there since the mid fifties, seven decades worth of um, being out in Nebraska weather. Once that, the preservation uh, part of the mural has been taken care of, then it will be uh, reinstalled, and it, it looks very good right now. We're working with the Lancaster Event Center. They're working on a huge redevelopment plan right now. And um, what we're looking at with the Ag Society, that's the governing board of the uh, Event Center, is uh, to put the mural on a green space toward the south end of, of the campus of the event center. So it would be facing uh, 84th, mm-hmm. kind of at an angle, yeah, and have the trees behind it. And the thing is, the beauty of the mural at that point, would it would be brought down to eye level. Sure. So you really could appreciate all that's going on. It's not only... Uh, figures that are involved in really all sorts of, of, of performing arts. It's dance, music, um, ballroom dancing. There's a, the balcony scene from Romeo and Juliet. Most people don't, haven't really seen or been able to study the mural because it's, it's up too high. But we want to bring the mural down to eye level so it can be appreciated and, and have a plaza built in front of it with maybe some picnic tables and some benches so people will sit and maybe have their picnic lunch and instead of looking at their phones they will look up at the mural and talk about what they see 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, at the same time, I mean, the reality is a lot of people coming into Lincoln use 84th, and it's almost like a welcoming just because of that location. And like it's you said, so true. There's so, so there's true. so much more than just the sports on it. It really represents, you know, what I think is a lot of 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 this city, right? I mean, we have beautiful arts, we have beautiful sports. I mean, we're the center of youth sports when they come to town and um yeah, I just think, you know, like you, um and that's why I got on the story was, you know, history to me is important and that mural not only how it was made and what it was back then is one of the largest works in the united states it means a lot to the city and it's something we we should showcase well you know you are so right about that and we're depending on and the memories people have you know millions of people from across the state of nebraska started going to that building. It was the only event center in, in Lincoln at the time. And uh, for me, it was teen time dances. It was baccalaureate. It was graduation. It was basketball. It was Sir Toma pancake beads and Kiwanis. Right. It was, it was a community, a place for community. But I want to roll back to the mural just one more time, Jack, because it also has the lines uh, of Nebraska. It's got the rivers and lakes and the old Oregon Trail. I mean, there, um, it's got uh, a gearing and Scott's Bluff in the west, Omaha and uh, Lincoln in the east. And so it, it's not just uh, activities. It's really all about Nebraska and our energy and what we have right here is Nebraska is not a flyover state. We have a lot going on in our state. And I think art appreciation and preserving our history has to be built in to what we're all about. And I think if this energy that we only have really the fundraising drive, the campaign for this, the huge amount of money we need, we finally were able to start the fundraising on March 1st. We have the month of March and the, and then April because uh, the takedown of the mural is a two-month process to take that amazing monumental piece of art down safely because what the city wants to do in June is rope off the building to, for the uh, removal of asbestos. So that's why they've given us uh, the month of March and April to raise the funds, and then uh, then Mike McCullough and his team can take down the mural, and then then we'll we'll go from there. You know, it it is a huge project, but Nebraskans think big. We don't think small, and um, I think with the energy and enthusiasm that keeps building because of the articles in the paper and people are talking about yes, this. they Just are like you. You know, you brought this up, Jack, not even knowing if I was going to call, but um, I'm so happy that you did. Well, I appreciate more, that. Well, the more people that talk about it, the better, you know, let it be talk around the, there's so much sadness going on in the world and, and, and what we're going through. But I think this is an uplifting uh, part of, of the energy that we could put forward a positive way. Absolutely. To, focus our energy and save something important, a really a one-of-a-kind piece of art. Is the website nshsf.org the best place to donate? It 
that is also people are sending checks. Uh, in fact, I just talked to Leslie Fadig. She is the executive director of um, the Nebraska State Historical Society Foundation. It's the foundation that's collecting the money. If you're not sure, just go to their website, and they will have that website address. Yep. Or you could send uh, checks to the foundation. And in the memo area of your check, just put Pershing Mural. Right on, right it'll, on. It'll get to the right spot. Yeah, well, if we can get enough money and enough energy, you know, maybe when the city kind of f- sees and feels it, um, maybe we can then work with them, you know, whatever we need to do. But I, I'm totally with you, Liz, and I appreciate you calling because, I, you know, I, it'd be like taking some of the stuff down in our state capitol that show, oh does such a great job of depicting our state. And so, yeah, I think the mural, the purging mural has meant a lot to generations of Nebraskans whether you lived here in Lincoln or whether you came to the city. And so let's let's do our level best to save this. I appreciate your efforts um, seriously spearheading this and taking the time to call in. Well, I, I just appreciate my friend that called me and said, well, Commander Jack would like to talk to you, Liz. And I'm going, okay, then I, so, I mean, I this is my life right now, and I'll do anything that I can uh, to keep this uh, communication going. And as you said, you know, sometimes you have to hear things more than once. And, uh, but I, and I appreciate that too. But anything that we can do to keep this energy and enthusiasm and some money coming in to save that mural, I, I would so appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, appreciate it. Liz Shea McCoy on Drive Time Lincoln talking about saving the Pershing mural. And Liz, I'll tell you what, we'll get you back on the show here in a couple of weeks <laughs> so we can just keep saying it. Thank you so much, Jack. All right. You have a great night. All right. Take good care. Bye-bye. Well, that's good. That makes me feel good. I mean, I just kind of am looking at things that, you know, interest me, might interest you, putting the show together today. um, Had a lot of other things. But, you know, that's okay. Because uh, I agree with everything, uh, you know, for the most part, my monologue was about the same as as Liz's. And um, I'm glad she called in. I'm glad her friend, um, you know, linked together like that makes me feel good about the show we can say something on here it resonates with people you know the the phone calls go around and we we start talking about something and um you know i i can only think of like my grandparents and people that first brought me to lincoln you know who've long passed on but uh one thing i know like liz was saying is pershing auditorium for at least every generation that raised me, you know, we're talking about the early 1900s folks, you know, birth, uh, you know, World War II generation, you know, uh, beyond that, you know, the boomers. And then, you know, my generation, we, that was a big, you know, theater was there, basketball was there, wrestling. I mean, it was a centerpiece of Lincoln, as a matter of fact, way before Bob Devaney. And so, um, I can only imagine what it meant to Lincolnites, you know. So let's let's do our best, like I said, to uh, save the mural. Because wouldn't that be cool for it to be out on 84th and kind of welcoming um, everybody into Lincoln? It, it does a good job depicting Lincoln and really the state, as Liz said. Johnny, have you, did, did did the mural mean anything to you? Oh, absolutely. It's it was one of those th- things that that was like one building that really stuck out to me because of that mural there's 
so much on there. And I remember, for me, it was still to this day, every time I drive by there, I see that mural, I think of going to the Shrine Circus more than anything else. And I mean, there's a lot that I've been to, a lot of pro wrestling shows I went to there. Yeah, sure. My high school graduation was there. So, like, yeah. Yeah. That whole building means a lot to me. It's it's a real unique building. Absolutely. And the mural is what makes it unique. You know, it reminds me of when you're down in Kansas City and you see kind of their convention centers and some of the uh, stuff they have on their buildings. You know, it's just a a smaller version of that, and it's it's a piece of Lincoln history. Let's keep it. 1499.3 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, we're back finishing up Monday. Oh, boy. I'll tell you what, uh, it's been a good show. Uh, really focused, ended up focusing on the Pershing mural and saving that thing with Liz Shea McCoy calling in, which was unexpected and pretty awesome. Um Talked about Fortenberry trial just a little bit, getting started, and and my call for civility with the Supreme Court nominee, uh, Brown Jackson. Um, I hope I. It just pains me, I guess, as American when I watch some of the ones in the past be a kangaroo court. Um, but anyway, hey, remember this, Mother of All Garage Sales, Friday, April 1st, 5 p.m. to 9 p.m., and Saturday, April 2nd, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Lancaster County Events Center. Um, listen, if you're spring cleaning and you don't know what to do with your stuff and you have tons of extra stuff, there's still time to get a booth at the Mother of All Garage Sales and make some cash while you clear out your stash. Um, download an application on klin.com. And let's have the best mother of all garage sales that we can have. All right, that's Monday, Drive Time Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN.